This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another edition of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland. So glad that you're joining us here tonight. We have another special interview. It never gets old. So many people that we get to talk to in the world of professional wrestling that have spanned so many different promotions, accomplished so many different things, and tonight is no different. We get to talk to Shane Taylor. Uh, not only has he been a Ring of, Ring of Honor World Champion in many different regards, six-man and television champion, but he's been a champion in about a dozen other promotions as well. His career has spanned many years, and he has found great success in all of them. Now, with that being said, he is a Cleveland guy. I'm a Cincinnati guy. We're going to have to talk a little bit about that as well. We're going to talk also about his athletic background as well, what got him into wrestling, and so much more. So with that being said, let me go ahead and let me bring him on in. Shane Taylor, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, boss? Appreciate that introduction. You know, Eastside Cleveland, born and raised. We won't hold the fact that you're from Cincinnati against you early. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see how this goes. Absolutely. So 
many people um, are familiar with you, uh, not only from Ring of Honor, which is is a definitely a pr- predominant company, but you've done stuff in New Japan as well. You've done some with GCW as well. So many different promotions uh, around the country where you've been world champion. You've found great success. You've got to really feel proud about the, the career you've carved out so far in wrestling. Yeah, I am. Um, one of the things that some of the people close to me, guys like Ray Road and Keith Lee always tell me is, you know, sometimes you have to be able to stop, uh, look around and appreciate the things that you accomplish. You know, we're always so goal oriented, always on to the next thing growing up that way. You know, it's just never satisfied. Go, 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 go. And all this stuff goes by so fast. You know what I mean? I started in 2007. So I look up now I'm already 15 years in, you know, so now I'm at a point to where I'm nowhere near done. You know what I mean? But you get to sit back and take these moments to go, let me breathe for a second and let's let me take in some of the cool stuff that I've been able to be a part of um, uh, having my having a goal of being able to compete for New Japan when they were over here in the States for their tour was awesome. Um, you know, wh- I think one of the last goals I have on my on, on my list is to go overseas to Japan. You know, it doesn't matter who it's for. So uh, that's going to be a goal of mine. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been really cool to take the drives, the rides, the plane trips, the, you know, see the cities, win the championships and create all the memories with everybody in the locker room. Uh, because at the end of the day, once the lights go off, the fans stop cheering. You know what I mean? You're going to have your memories and, you know, the people that you affected. So that's what, you know, that's what uh, I'm, I'm focused on right now. Somebody that you and I have in common uh, friends with is someone that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, not only for what he's done in wrestling, uh, but O'Shea Edwards. Um, he, he is somebody who is very grounded and really, really is able to, much like what you just said, able to understand and articulate the significance of what's happening right now, but also being able to, to smell the roses and enjoy what you're doing. Because as you said before, many professional athletes, the career doesn't last super long. So mm-hmm. soak it in. And uh, I think people like Keith Lee is, is really a, a, a motivational person to mm-hmm. be for younger wrestlers and, and even for veteran wrestlers to be able to say, Hey, guess what? Here's my experiences. And this is what I think you should do. So I'm, I'm completely in line with you on this one. Let me first kind of start out here with uh, why wrestling? That seems to be always the first thing I like to ask people is, you know, there's so many things out there. Um, mm-hmm. As a kid, what what was it about wrestling? As a kid for me, growing up where, where I did, obviously the most predominant thing was football. You know, um, was a smaller kid until about a little bit before middle school. Uh, and then I was, you know... Uh, they, they wouldn't let me really do peewee, but I wasn't old enough to go with the bigger kids. You know what I mean? So we, I always, we always just used to play in the yards and the competition level in my family is extremely high. You know what I mean? So um, if you stepped on that field, you know, it didn't matter how old you were, big, small, like you had to be ready to take on everybody. So um, once I saw, once I started getting into football, that was fun middle school got into amateur wrestling and everything was, you know, like I, I liked everything. I liked working hard. I, I liked being a part of that, but there was something always about professional wrestling that I just knew at some point in time, this was going to be where I was at. You know what I mean? Um, 
could have gone to the NFL to long snap and do all this other stuff. And, you know, all that is great. But for me, I think what really did it was the fact that I, I'd lost so many people growing up and we would be able to sit down. And back then there was only like four pay-per-views a year. Yep. I want to say it was like maybe uh, King of the Rings, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Mania. You know what I mean? And, and they may be, you know, I may have the wrong names, but that's what it was. And so my family's very tight knit. We all live within a few blocks of each other. So um, each house would essentially get one pay-per-view a year. And during those times, you didn't have to worry about if someone wasn't going to make it home. You didn't have to worry about, you know, who was going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, or, or any other problems that were on the outside of these walls. The only thing we had to worry about was everybody was in the house. Everybody was safe. And we're all just watching these incredibly athletic people do world-class things, you know, and, and just perform at this amazing level. So uh, some of the favorites when I were when I was gr- when I was growing up between me and my cousins, you know, Sid, Taker, uh, a lot of people like Jake the Snake, uh, and for me, uh, one of the biggest inspirations that I got was Ron Simmons, um, yes. and that that is something that that example that beacon is the same thing that I try to emulate myself and all of STP to be today for someone, for some, for some kid, peer, adult, or, you know, whoever to be able to turn on their TV and not see a caricature of their culture to not see what somebody else thinks is a stereotype of their culture, but to see someone who looks like them, works like them, walks, talks, act light like them, but busts their ass and is able to be successful, whether you like their personality or not, this is what they're doing, you know? And so Ron was able to provide that for me, seeing him beat Vader for the world title, becoming the first recognized world champion. Obviously you've got people like, like Bobo Brazil who paved the way for that. Um, But to see him do that, you know, that really sort of set off a, set me down a path um, that I'm still on today. How would you feel looking back on when you were growing up and you were watching the, the pay-per-views and whatnot. And I'm glad mm-hmm. you touched upon this about representation because mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of ways, there wasn't a lot of fair representation. I mean, you'd have Coco mm-hmm. Beware um, in the WWF, which was ridiculous. If, if you people got to see his matches in the other territories before he got there, man worked his ass right. off was, was a high flyer extraordinaire. And, and people don't really understand unless you do the history of that. But I'm glad you mentioned it because representation's a big thing. Do you mm-hmm. feel like we in 2022 have gotten better about that? Or do you feel like it's a situation of, well, they feel like they need to do it, meaning companies, so they're doing it for that fact? Or are they genuinely wanting to support other cultures? It's a tough question because you don't know anybody's heart. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you don't, you don't know the reasons why somebody does something. Um, I, I know I can look at the examples of people's behavior and tell you what, who gets more outraged than others. I can tell you when you talk about people ascending to certain positions, who gets more backlash than others. You know what I mean? Uh, you would hope the hope is that people are 
people in these positions are looking at not only society, but looking at an example of just about every other sport in in the country and, and going, okay, if people are asking for, for this and there's obviously plenty of, you know, opportunity, you know, for, for this to be very lucrative for us, I don't understand what the hesitation would be. Uh, wrestling seems to be the only sport that is, you know, 10, 15, 20 years behind everything else, yeah. you know, um, which is unfortunate, you know what I mean? But that's why it's so important to have people that are fighting these battles, not only, you know, in, in the ring, but outside of it and management and, and, and marketing and all and all and ownership, all kind of things. And I've said this for years. Other people have said this for years and there tends to be a negative reaction to us. When we say that people tend to get upset because we're saying these things, but this is not something that's not common knowledge. It's not like we dropped this bombshell on the wrestling world, right? We've known about this stuff. Um, uh, so, you know, and, and it, it gets, it, it gets tiresome, right. To see so many people talk about wanting change, but then when it comes to facing um, some of the consequences, some of the uh, some of the backlash for doing so, a lot of people shy away from that because it's it's easy to say you want change until your spot or your money is affected. Then you see who's really about it and who's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. But that's just what it is, you know. Um, obviously, again you want people to be uh, to, to genuinely feel this is what they want to do. That this is the right thing to do. And I, I think, you know, high tide raises all ships, right? So you're able to see this not only with uh, representation for African-American talent and fans, but all across the board to any group that wants to see that. So, um, and, but it, it, it's been no different with society, right? When you had, um, racial injustice and civil rights act and how many other groups, you know, sort of followed along with what we were trying to do and how it benefited them. And in the long run, how, you know, it set up all of this stuff. So it's, it's, it, it's good for everybody, man. It is basically what it is. Um, and any real, uh, stop, any real obstruction to that um, you would have to then ask what their motives were to be against it. No, no. eloquently put, I, I agree with you. Um, when we look back at those times, when you're watching the, the big pay-per-views and whatnot, we would see characters, obviously like Virgil, who mm-hmm. I think now we realize that um, that didn't age well. Um, obviously we were glad that he got, you know, the, the one up at the very end. Um, mm-hmm. But, but just the, the treatment as a character on screen was not good. And we mm-hmm. look back at that and we go, man, he deserves so much better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we would look at situations like crime time, which mm-hmm. I've said this on numerous arguments. Why? Why? I mean, I, I get it. It's entertainment. It's a, it's, it's a shtick. It's all that kind of stuff. But those mm-hmm. two guys were phenomenal athletes. Why mm-hmm. do we have to somehow put some type of label, you know, societal label? Why can't we just let these guys be who they are, go out there, have a good time, tear the house down. And mm-hmm. that be that. But once again, it's uh, it's one of those things that we may never have the, the answer for. Um, There's an answer for it. There's an answer for it. 
um, and this, and you know, rest in peace to Shad. I, you know, hell of a father, hell of a human being. JTG is the man. Uh, this has nothing to do with them at, at, at all. This is about the ignorance and the laziness of wrestling sometimes just in general, right? Because a lot of people don't want to do the work to get to know all the people that they have on, on their roster, to know the difference between uh, what it's like growing up in New York versus what, what it's like growing up in Houston or growing up in Cincy. They don't know the cultural differences, the geographical differences, the, the, the walk, talk, mannerisms, all these things that if you really delve into these people, they can tell you about. And once you find out all these things, you can bring out some of the most amazing characters because you know details about them that you're going to be able to transfer on screen. A lot of wrestling is what have you done for me lately. It's cookie cutter. It's quick. It's easy. It's what can we do now to get this reaction right now? What's going to generate the most talk, negative or positive? What can we do right now? And a lot of that is just short-sighted. So that's why you end up getting a lot of these stereotypical acts. And that's why you've gotten that in the past is because it's easy. It's lazy. You know what I mean? Not, not the performers, not anybody else, but just the concept, right? It's, Hey, I saw this on world star or I saw this on MTV. Oh, this is must, this just must be how everything is. And it's just not. So that's how you get things like that. Um, but that's also why when you see people breaking that mold, why that should be such a big deal and why it should be so celebrated. When you see people like a Darius Lockhart, when you see people like a Trisha Dora, when you see people um, absolutely trying to uh, change the conversation and, and, and show different aspects of who we are and what we can be, that's incredible. I, I think one of the people who implemented a, a new, what a new character could be for black people. And he's really just now getting his flowers for a lot of the stuff he's done is MVP. Like yeah. he took that star athlete, free agent, basketball, football role. Right. And, you know, most people think, Oh, well, athlete is not a new thing, but it was for wrestling to be like that. Hey, yo, we just drafted this dude. We like that whole presentation that he brought to wrestling was brand new. And it was like, Oh, this is, this is dope. You know what I mean? And you get to see him come out with the, he had the, um, the, the big inflatable joint to come out from the smoke, the, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, Oh, you were, it was like watching Deion Sanders come out to wrestle. You know what I mean? You were like, Oh, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, and that, but that's what I mean. Like when you get to know these guys and what they're passionate about and, and, you know, being from Florida and having that swagger that everybody talks about from Florida, you know, like it's it's just one of those things and shout out to him and they did it again with the Hurt Business. You know what I mean? Like to, to, to take all of those talents that you had there, not only revitalize his career, revitalize Bobby's, Cedric's, Shelton's all at the same time while putting everybody at the top, making, you know, not only just inspiring, you know, their own cultures, but inspiring other people, other people as well, just making it fun for everybody you know what i mean just dudes going out there nice suits busting people's asses man like it doesn't have to be crazy and at the end of the day what i tell people all the time is like 
at least for me and my and my understanding of it, black fans, other fans aren't asking, hey, only give us what we want to see the way we want to see it, how we want it. We're like, no, nah, bro, just let us do what you let everybody else do. Give us the same stories you give everybody else. Give us the complex story arcs. Give us the complex character arcs. Give us the depth. Give us the same attention. It's just, just, just give us what you give everybody else. It's no, all it is. I, I agree, and, and I've said this many times before. I don't understand why there is a difference between because here's the problem: a star is a star. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what they look like or what ethnicity they are. If they have what it takes, then then push them to the moon. Um, but unfortunately, you do get that backstage stuff and the politics. And let, let mm-hmm. me ask you this: obviously, not to get too far off base. How would you say from the time you came in and what you've learned to where you are today, how do you shut some of that stuff out? I mean, I know you've been in so many locker rooms, so many different mm-hmm. promoters you've talked to, and you got to put your fist through a wall sometimes when you feel like, my God, haven't we evolved a little bit more or haven't we, <laughs> can't we move on past this at some point in time? Do you ever <laughs> feel that way? Like for the love of God, it's 2022. Let's, let's, let's get with the program here. Sometimes, right. But then you have to ununderstand that if the education is not being sought, the behavior is not going to change, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's this time. Okay, but we haven't taught anybody what it's supposed to be, right? So time can go on forever. The same thoughts and behaviors will, will exist. The same patterns will exist. You can't just ignore this stuff and think it's going to change just because we move on in time. It's not going to happen. You have to put in the time, the dedication, to actively educate people. And it can be in an entertaining way, but you actually have to educate people and normalize this is what they're seeing, this is what is possible. And then it won't have to be such a jarring thing when you do it. Like one of my examples is when you look at like uh, comic books and superhero movies and all this stuff, when they talk about a character being of a different background, the amount of you know hate mail and all the stuff that they get i'm like y'all realize these are all fictional characters right like you know i mean believe it's it's all they they made all this shit up right y'all understand (laughs) this right like and like i remember there was like a big pushback for like uh, someone being cast for little mermaid and there were like people were upset and i was like wait 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 you mean to tell me that y'all are upset because someone who's essentially, when you think of like the crabs, like who's probably from the Caribbean, yeah. <laughs> is not gonna continue to be this red-haired person. Like you don't think red, red-haired, fair skin? Like come on now, come like come on, like let's let's really. She's not let's from really Kansas. Let's be real here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if if we were to take a poll, right, and list who would be from the Caribbean. Ariel's probably not on it, dog. No. She's probably not on it. You know what nope. I mean? Um, but but that's what I mean. Like it's just as when you normalize this stuff and and you continue to put people in places that they can be successful, uh, continue to put the right pieces around around them, we can change the sport. A lot of people are always like, it's never gonna change. Da, 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 da. You're just wasting your time. I'm like, it can. You just have to have the people with enough drive and enough guts to make it happen. Um and for me, like I've said, like the day it's no longer special is the day I look forward to. The day that you can have a black world champion, Hispanic world champion, Asian world world champion, whatever group you want to pick, 
And pe- people are just going, okay, yeah, standard. Good. Now we're there. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah, now absolutely. it's not, now it's not, it, it doesn't need to be special. It can just be like er- everything else because now people are accustomed to it and they understand that this is just where we're at. Well said. Um, speaking of different uh, athletes and backgrounds, you've, you've done football and uh, mm-hmm. you've also done some boxing as well. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about just kind of the genesis of, of doing those sports as well. Cause I mean, neither one of them are easy and, but both of them definitely lend themselves to pro wrestling. When you think about it with footwork, uh, timing, all of that kind of stuff, you know, being in ring condition. I mean, a mm-hmm. boxer, my God, their heart rate is getting way up there and, and they definitely have the cardio. So how did you get involved? We'll obviously start off with, uh, with football. And then how did that segue into some boxing? I've been boxing longer, uh, than I played football. Um, my dad, all my uncles are all golden gloves, all army boxers, all, all that stuff. So boxing, the history, the, the knowledge training has always been in my family. I don't compete. Um, but I've, I've trained my entire life always, excuse me, always stayed with it. Um, and for me that again, it's growing up, Eastside Cleveland, Ohio, you'd better learn how to take care of yourself pretty quick. Otherwise, things can get troublesome for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, that that was a skill set that we had to have early. Uh, and you were going to be tested and you had to make sure that you stood your ground because um, there was no running away. You know what I mean? Like, and especially if family was involved, like, if, if someone comes after you, they came after all of, you know what I mean? Like, so you yep. had to make sure you were, th- this is what we do, you know? So, um, and, and I love it, man. And that's so much of my game and so much of the way I think and so much of the way that I carry myself and what I want, uh, my goals for not only myself, but for STP come from the examples that I've, that I've watched in, in boxing, you know, um, I, I, I've said that who Shane Taylor is, is, is a reflection of different parts of my personality, but they're all things that come from, you know, me watching fighters over the course of my entire life. So when, when I say I want to talk like Floyd, hit like Tyson and lead like Ali, that's exactly what I want to do. You know what I mean? I, I want to be able to talk to where you can love what I'm saying or you can hate what I'm saying. I don't care which it is. You know what I mean? But you know, and you're saying to yourself, God, this, this dude talks so damn much and he's, he's annoying or, he, or damn, he's, he's telling the truth. You know what I mean? And, you know, uh, one thing that I'll always say is like, you may not like what I say, but I don't lie. You know what I mean? You can, you can disagree. You, you can hate it. You, you can not die. People can be mad at me. You're, you're doing too much and, and, and you should just shut up and wrestle and you should da 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 and all this other stuff that they want to tell me. No one has come out and said, hey, Shane Taylor lied. You see what I'm saying? No, I do. Uh, a, lot a lot of people, people don't just like get mad. Exactly. A lot of people just get mad that I'm not someone that they can throw money in front of or take away from and be intimidated by that. And I continue to tell the truth just because that's who I am as a human being. Um, so for me, you know, that's, that's, that's where that love became. And obviously when you watch a guy like Tyson fight, you're, you, you're enamored by 
the skill, the speed, the power, the devastation, the beauty that can come from such a violent individual, right? But the artistry that can be behind at the same time, the level of dedication that it takes to get to that point is something that's commendable. And obviously when you talk about leading like Ali, not, not only what he did in ring as a performer, but his iconic status that he cemented outside of the ring with what he stood for uh, and being willing to uh, take what, whatever backlash, what, whatever consequence came his way as a result of standing firm in what he stood for and what he believed in that's that's that to me makes a complete fighter that that to me makes someone who uh people will galvanize around will follow um that you can build an army around you know and uh if you can build an army around it you can definitely for sure build a promotion around it and um that's what i've tried to do anywhere that i've been in uh, that's why I believe I've had a lot of success is because I'm willing to lay it all out there, you know? And so doing that and, and taking those things and, and applying that to my life and just staying with the game, you just see so many, man, just boxing has the ability to just change so many people's lives, man, to have, and there's something to me, there's something tribal about it there's there's something that just just instinctual about changing your future through your own hands you know what i mean to just taking go control taking control like there is like you sign a fight to fight canelo right and you just know this is on me i can shock the world right now i can absolutely change the way people view my last name for generations to come based on these hands right here, these, you know what I mean? And there's mm -hmm. something like, um, and, and, and the rock says that a lot too, but it's just like to know that you, that you've carved something special, that you've achieved something and you just did it with these, you know what I mean? And, and just, it's, it, it's, it's always been so dope to me. Whereas, you know, with, with football, which I love as well, there is that team bond. There's, there's that, there's the sacrifice that you have of maybe, you know, you can be a star receiver, but Hey, sometimes you may need to get less yards so that you can let the running back eat. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, what's going to help this team move forward. Right. And so I've always tried to be that guy as well. When I talk to everybody, when we talk, everybody in STP, you know, it's not when they bring me ideas, I'm open to them. Almost rarely do I have the best idea. You know what I mean? But that, but I like that because you have, so I have so many people in Ron, O'Shea, Moses, Khan too, for everybody like, is Khan, is Khan still a part of STP? Look, yes, <laughs> yes. Right. That's going to be my guy, you know, outside of, outside of wrestling of whoever signs the checks, Still my guy, not a thing. Anybody that has success around me, I wish nothing but their success. I don't care where it is. I want them to be good, their families to be good. That's never been a thing. Um, so that that's, I, I, I try and I love the fact that it feels like that team. I happen to just, just be the face of the franchise, you know, but you need, you need those weapons around you in order for the team to succeed. And, 
football and watching that, you know, from playing in middle school, high school, college, you know what I mean? All of that, all of those things, all of those lessons still impact what, what I do today. And it's, it's just, you, you can't help but love these sports because they teach so many great lessons. So when you look back and on obviously the, all the athletic things that you've done, and then you decide, you know what, at a certain point, I, I really want to do this wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. R- Raymond Rowe obviously yes. played a part in tra- – how did you find a training school? How did you find a place or who did you call? You know, I always find it fascinating to find out, you know, how do those initial steps – how are they made? So for you in your career, how, what were those first stages of, okay, I am going to become a wrestler. I need right. to find a place to train. Take me, take me from there. Well, actually, I was living in Pittsburgh at, at the time, going to school. Uh, this was like 2006-ish or so. I was going to Slippery Rock University. Um, and some buddies of mine from the Pittsburgh area were huge wrestling fans. We got uh, Justin Plummer, who now actually runs the International Wrestling Cartel in Pittsburgh. Um, huge wrestling fans, right? And I was like, all right. And so they were like, hey, do you want to go to this show? Now, up until that point, I didn't know independent wrestling existed, right? So it was either, if it wasn't WCW, I had heard of ECW. Uh, you got, you know, I'm like, if, if, the only way that I knew how to get in was like the power plant. You know what I mean? Like, so yep. like, all right. So you had that. And what, what, however you managed to get to WWF at the time, WWE now, was like, all right, I, I don't know how they get there, but that's just where they go, right? And so they were like, no, it's it's a local show. And I'm like, local show? What? Like, all right, we'll see. You know what I mean? Let's, let's go find out. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's that's where I first saw Ray Ray Rowe and a guy by the name of J-Rock, a.k.a. Jerry Myers, give it up one time. Um, and the tag team was the Cleveland Mafia came out to money in the bank, you know? Uh, and once I was like, Oh, they're from Cleveland. Oh, dope. Like I can, okay. This is, I saw then an opportunity and an avenue to get into the sport that I didn't see before. Right. And then coincidentally, it's funny because I actually wrestled Ray when we were in high school, like like our schools were at a meet and I wrestled Ray in high school. Uh, if you let him tell it, he won. Um, <laughs> if you let everybody else tell it, he, he won too. <laughs> but um, I was sick, you know, bad shoulder, bad hip, the whole, you know, the whole night. He took um, advantage. He took right, advantage. You know what Come I mean? on. Just, just, just scumbag. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> let, to, let him to, take to the advantage. dub. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? Let me be nice. You know what I mean? His, his family's here. I don't want to show him up. You know what I mean? Um, Grandma. Oh. Right. You know what I mean? I, 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 I couldn't do that. You know, Mama Rowe, Pa Umpa Rowe, or, you know, damn near blood to me now. I, I didn't want to start that off on a bad foot. So so I gave him that one. Let him have that. Um, but then years later, you know, obviously uh, seeing him do this, and I was just like, okay, like, da 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 We caught up a bit. Uh, let him know that I was interested. A uh, little bit of time passed. Um, found myself moving from Pittsburgh back to the Cleveland area and – that's when, you know, things really started to kick off from there. Um, there's a comedy called Firestorm Pro. Uh, started to get in with them. Uh, 
And once we were there, really just started, really just started going to work. You know, uh, the amateur wrestling background helped just because you know chain wrestling and moving and sequence and moving to the next thing and continuing to go. Um, and the physicality of it was fine for me. Again, years of boxing and football was no stranger to competition or getting hit. I, I actually enjoy it. Uh, my warm up routine to get myself kind of locked in is uh, people look at me like I'm a maniac, but I kind of have people hit me as hard as they can. And I can just, you know, start to really like zone in because my, my whole life people teach you like, hey, you know, restraint, 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 restraint. But here I have to go out and unlock all that. You know what I mean? So I need that physical hit. I need that energy, that adrenaline to kick in. So once that unlocks, you get the best version of me, right? Um, and so started training, uh, progressed rather quickly. They took me everywhere, man. The, the knowledge that I got from them while on the road, you know, going to shows, teaching me all the little things, um, all the small things about, you know, just getting your face seen and, 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 and being just trying to be present, not any of this, like, just go do and drive everywhere for no money stuff. Like, but like, Hey, if you, if you have the opportunity to go somewhere and do something and help out and, and interact, go do that. You know, um, it, it, it was like that for years and they would get me opportunities on shows. And like, they would say, Hey, it is not our, we are not going to ever get you a job anywhere. Right. We, we can get you an opportunity. And what you do with that is on you, right? And again, it goes back to boxing. There's, there's something so cool about just saying, okay, this is on me and going out and performing. That's why I've always said all I've ever needed was one opportunity. You give me that, I will give you a return on your investment. You know what I mean? So um, years of that and, you know, was probably going for about seven, eight years in the Northeast and Midwest. The scene was not like it is now. Uh, still had some great places, but obviously a lot more eyes, a lot more exposure on stuff now. Um, and I had gotten hit in sort, sort of a plateau there, have some great talent there still. Guys like Bill Collier, guys like John McChesney and others, Lee Moriarty's from there, from the, from the Pittsburgh area. You know what I mean? Just so, just so many great talents, Ron Hunt. Um, that you know ray called me 2013 end of uh he had moved down to texas and i was like hey man you should probably come down here and you know for a year or so i was like yeah, all right man you know what i mean yeah yeah sure but then i got to a point where i was like i, I don't see why not like you know what i mean like there's nothing i've i've, I've done everything i've 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 the opportunities that i'm going to get you know or, or not get aren't changing in this environment. So let's just go see what happens. Uh, came down here to Texas and it's been the best career move I could have ever made. You know, obviously uh, linking back up with guys like Lamont Williams who run VIP being introduced to guys like Luke Hawks who run wild, who run wildcat sports um, meeting Keith Lee, Jax Dane, you know, staying with Ray Um meeting guys like Lance Hoyt, you know what I mean? Like just all, all these people who become so in influential, um, not only just in my career, but in my life now. Um, 
and so many other opportunities. All this stuff happens. All the things that people see now don't happen if not for the people that I've mentioned. You know what I mean? So um, to, to be here now and to just go on this journey is great. Same thing when I got to ROH, you know, the first couple years, it was just showing up uh, with Ray when he was there um, and helping with the lights, helping with the streamers, helping with security, whatever it is that they needed. Right. And people just seeing me over and over. Eventually, I think my first match was against Jay Diesel. Um, Next match was against Romantic Touch. Uh, and then I believe that they saw me, uh, Kevin Kelly, who my guy, um, I showed up in, in, in a suit, me and me and Keith both had suits on. We, we were standing there together. Um, we had talked about teaming up, um, because at the time the NWA needed a team to go to Noah and we were like, Hey, yo, there's nobody like us that is in Noah. And they were like, that's yeah, true. You know? So, um, we, we, we got together originally, you know, with, with that being the goal, but then the goal is also being, Hey, individually, both great, probably going to be fine. Right. If we team up, let's see what we can do. Right. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is like, we had like, we were less than a year and a half as a team once we got to ROH, like, like once, you know what I mean? Once things really started rolling. So when you look at that tag team roster that they had, then you're talking about me and Keith, the Briscoes, uh, the Bucks. Um, there's a lot of teams, all night express, you know, Kenny and Rhett, you know, and uh, you had Silas and beer city. You had a lot of, lot of depth in that tag team. I was like, yo, you give us a few years with this tag team division tough bro you know what i mean that's that's tough um and man like it, it's always so cool to think and think about what could have happened uh but at the same time super super excited super happy for everything that he's gotten to do everywhere he's gotten to go the things that i've done it, it's absolutely incredible right so um once once we we got there got got rolling things were going great um, then, you know, comes the split, but again, that has everything to do with business and business is going to be business always. And I had talked to Keith for a while prior to that. He wanted to make sure that I was good. And I was like, dog, you go do what you got to do to, you know what I'm saying? To provide for yourself and your family. That's what you have to do. My job is to be a star with or without you. You know what I mean? Like, that's yep. just what it is. That's, that's all our jobs. Train rolls on. Um, Exactly. You know, and uh, was having trouble there for a bit, just finding where I needed to be. I know a lot of people don't know that I know that, but a lot of people, uh, it was being floated to me or, or floated around uh, that some people, people wanted to put a sort of gimmick on me like that. Like, oh, well, Shane's a street guy. We, we could da 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 and then do this and this and this. And... <laughs> it kind of got shot down in, in the creative room. Cause they were like, we know Shane, he's not going for it. Like, let's just move on. <laughs> like, it's, it's don't even bring it up. It's not going to be a thing. Let's this just is DOA right here. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. Like, let's just go forward. Right. So big shouts out to whoever deaded that. Cause they were correct. Um, 
but you know, I, I really started to hone in on some of the things of my past that I, I, I wanted to try to tell the story of who I was, you know, you talk about this guy who, you know, has had to do whatever he's had to do his entire life to make sure everybody around him was good, whether that be good, bad, or indifferent, like this is what it is, you know, and a lot of people who don't come from backgrounds like that tend to be very judgmental on the thinking of people who do. Right. And like, for example, we can all agree uh, that, you know, Murder is bad, right? Murder is terrible. That one of the worst things that you could do. Someone breaks into your house right now and is going to attempt to hurt you or your family. What are you going to do? Oh, it's on, man. It's, you it's, get him out of there. Absolutely. Bro. It's whatever. It's done. It's My point exactly, right? So it's like, yeah, we agree it's bad. We, we, we agree on that. But this is what needed to be done to make sure that me and my family survived, not excusing anything. I'm just saying we understand that there's a gray area in certain situations, right? In all circumstances. In all circumstance, right? And so wanting to bring that thought to the forefront of going, this is who I am, right? I have values just like you. I want the same things you want for your kids. I want the same things you want for your, for for my life. But this is the path that I've had to walk to get just to where you're at. You know what I mean? And so if I've had to do that just to get here, what do you think I'm, I'm, I'm going to do to get to where I want to be? Right. You know what I mean? And you can like that guy or not like that guy. You liking me or not is not changing my path. It's not changing my, pro- my thought process nor my behavior. It's, it's just how you feel about me. Your emotions don't pay my bills. You know what I mean? Well said. So, you know what I mean? So um, that's that's what I did uh, and, and it got some momentum there. Luckily, uh, ran into guys like, Ken, like, like, like Kenny King, Rhett Titus and Caprice Coleman. They brought me into the rebellion, you know, long, long talks with Kenny, you know, long talks with, with Caprice and Rhett driving on life, society, how what we wanted to do with the rebellion. And I tell you what. The rebellion was probably two years ahead of its time because what we see today in the world we live in now with everything that's happened with, with social inequality and racial injustice, the rebellion now, well, yeah, the rebellion now would have been absolutely, you know, barn, you know, barn burn. Right. Um, I think like we, we, we just missed, we just missed the timing for, for, for that. But a lot of those lessons, a lot of those things, a lot of the beliefs, the ideologies of that I took and reshaped them and remolded them more with my, with my thoughts and my opinions about them and formed STP. And that's what STP is. You know, it's not, a lot of people like to compare us to, you know, like, oh, well, you're like the new nation or, you know, which is again, like, like we talk, talk about lazy shit and there's no disrespect to anybody, but every black group you see is not the new nation of domination. Let's fucking stop. You know what I mean? Like, no, I agree. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just lazy. Um, what I would liken us to more than anything 
is wrestling's version of Rage Against the Machine. I like that. You know, and that, and sorry for cussing, but it's that, it's that F you, I won't do what you tell me attitude. And it's like, I am not this guy that is going to, I, I, I've been through too much, seen through, seen too much, survived too much to have someone that didn't go through that, hasn't survived that, tell me how they're going to treat me. And we're not just talking like business-wise, we're talking like as a person. Right. You know what I mean? I don't care what your title is. I, I don't care if you're the CEO or if you pack up the popcorn. Like you, you're, you're still a grown man, woman, whoever, at the end of the day, you, there, there's a level of respect that you need to have when you talk to human beings. And some of people, some problems that people have with me is that I assert that when I talk to them and they can, Oh, well, they're, they're like, wait, 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 wait. You can talk to me like you have sense, or I can talk to you. Like I don't have any, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Because yeah. outside of maybe our tax brackets, you know, there's, there's, we can handle a- a- anything else. You know what I mean? Um, and that, and that's just kind of how I've always carried things. And that's, that's the attitude that we carry. And it's, it's, this sport can be incredible when you are willing to take the chances to change it for what it, you know, uh, from what it is to what it can be. And that's what we want to do, you know, and that's, that can make people nervous. It can make people excited. It can make people happy. It pisses a lot of people off because a lot of people make a lot of money with the status quo, but the status quo isn't good for everybody. You know what I mean? So let me, um, let me ask you this question. So it sounds to me, and I think you might agree to this, that the ability to express yourself in the ways that you want to not only express yourself, but the the community as well is a big deal as opposed to going to a company where you're going to get slapped with a gimmick, where you're going to be told to say this or handed a script. I feel like you are the type of person who the genuine is going to come out, whether you want it to come out or not. So you Mm -hmm. might as well just go with it. Would you think that you would still love wrestling if you were in a promotion where it was more, Hey, you know what? whatever you feel or however you want to portray your character is not really in line with what we want to do. Do you think you would become disenfranchised with wrestling pretty quickly if that was, because it seems like a lot of your success is really based upon your vision and the Mm -hmm. way that you want to connect with the audience, connect with society. And I feel like if that was stripped away, I feel like a big portion of that, it really really wouldn't be you anymore. If that makes sense. It, it makes com- it makes co- complete sense, and I don't think I would be disenfranchised with, with with wrestling. I would probably be disenfranchised with the situation because I can't. I wouldn't feel like I'm giving my best to help my team win, right? And that's what so many people don't get about me. And when they hear stories or or they see clickbait articles about things that I've said, they're not taking everything that was said into context, right? And I am someone who is passionate about wherever I'm at, I am going to be all in helping us trying to be the best version of ourselves that we can be to help my team win, right? So when I, if I'm with ROH, dog, it is ROH over everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at our roster. I'm looking at the talent. 
I'm looking at everything, every obstacle we've got to overcome. And I am watching these men and women absolutely put on the best wrestling show, period, for the last five, six years. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm watching them get tripped up over stuff that they have no control over. Um, uh, them asking for help and they're not really getting it the way, you know, the way we've talked about that, that we could, you know, and seeing just how some things were handled. And it's like, look, I, 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 I'm a vocal person, right? I am someone that 50 people could feel the same way. 49 won't say anything. I'm the one to go, Hey, nah, like this, this, this ain't going to work. Da, da, da. This, 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 this. And I've had many conversations in private with people who are like, oh, well, thank you so much because I, I felt the same way. And da, 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 da. and then, you know, comes the eventual backlash for me speaking up about it. And then it's lonely as hell in that room. You know what I'm saying? Because you're kind of by yourself. Right. But that's 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 just that's who I've always been, man. And, and, and I know, like I, I've, I've said over and over, le- leadership has a cost. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's, I'm, I've always been the, I've always been the person that's willing to pay the cost to lead because someone has to do it. Well, and I mean, if you wouldn't speak up a, you'd just be going along with the status quo, which means you'd be basically accepting I'm, whatever the hell's being fed to you. Exactly. And when you're, when you're not that type of person, Hey, you know what? I may get shit for this, but for the sake of my own, sanity i have to say something and if it means that you know i get uh you know sent away you know and into this little area all by myself well guess what i like being by myself i'm completely content with that i I enjoy my own company you know what i mean i'm i'm cool with that and the i agree with myself right but i i think i can enjoy my own company and sit well with myself is because i've never betrayed myself you know what i mean i i'm i've always been me you know what i mean no matter the check no matter the um no matter the opportunity i've always been me and i've always stuck to my guns it, it doesn't mean you can't be presented with new information that that's going to change your outlook or your perspective but with that with the knowledge that that i've gained the experiences that that, that i've had this is what i bet on right and in, in a situation where that's changed I feel as though they're not going to be happy and I'm not going to be happy because they're going to be wondering why it's not working and it won't be working because people can tell this isn't genuinely me. And so you're going to get me not being able, me being frustrated because I I can't perform my best to help us. And it's not going to be connecting to the people because they're going to see this is not really me. So I, I, I just don't think it's it, it's just not a good idea to be in a situation like that, which is what I love so much about being in our in, in ROH and having that opportunity because we had so much freedom to kind of just hey, if, if it's a good idea and you can get it passed, go for it. You know what I mean? And that's what helped launch STP, help do everything. And as we saw, you know, the faction of the year. Uh, throughout the entire pandemic, the the biggest talk, in my opinion, was STP, you know, and what we were doing and the things we were saying and and, and the matches that we were having, be it with LFI 
or the Briscoes and EC3 or, or whoever, you know, Violence Unlimited or anybody else that we were in the ring with, right? It, that is what the talk was. And I, and I enjoyed that because it was a, it was a, um, it, it, it was a validation of everything that I'd been saying, the, the trust, the opportunity that I'd been asking for, you know, and I, and I, I've said to, to people in charge, like, look, anything you've given me, I have scored on no matter what it was. I haven't fumbled yet. There's no reason to think I'm going to, you know what I mean? Let me just, let me do what you trust me to do. Let me know where the line is. Trust me to not walk over the line. Right. But I, let me get up to the line. Let me look over the line. You know what I mean? Let me just see what's on the other side. I am not crossing it, but let me just, you know, flirt with the line a little bit. Like that's, that's going to be where you're going to get the best version of me just being free, being who I am and let that energy feed off of, you know, whoever we're in the ring with and you're going to get something special every single time because, and that's what was so great. And that's what people love so much about SCP and what they still do is when we're in the ring, that chemistry you feel from the laughing, the jokes, the, the, the aggression, all of that is just us because that's, that's exactly who we are outside of the ring. The way I interact with O'Shea, with, with Moses, with Ron is the exact same way that you would see when we're in the ring. Um, and so, yeah, being in a situation and environment like that is where I think you're, you're going to get the best version of me and the best version of us. Let me ask you this. So obviously you talked about the pandemic as well. So you get that phone mm-hmm. call. Um, you know, we've often heard that there's the, the Zoom calls where we talk, right. to, uh, we talk to Silas, we talk to Beer City. And right. uh, then obviously certain people hop off the call, certain people stay on the call. Right. And you find out, hey, we are going to be taking a hiatus. So mm. from that point on, kind of take me through, A, the hiatus portion of it, and then B, how you were kept abreast of the situation. And then all of a sudden, a couple of people said they didn't find out till the purchase uh, until Tony Khan did it from Daly's place. And it was kind of like, whoa, what's happening here? Do you feel the communication uh, when you guys were told you're taking a hiatus was good? communication has always been an issue uh i'll just leave it at that (laughs) um but i i didn't find out until after the zoom call it was funny uh so i was extremely tired you know and so i was like all right i I put the kids down for a nap i was like all right i'll take this nap uh wake up in time set the alarm for about five ten minutes beforehand just you know so i could get myself ready be alert ended up sleeping through it woke up to like 50 calls a bunch of texts a bunch of messages and people hey you all right are you good da, 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 da. and i'm just like did someone say i died like what what happened <laughs> like what is going on so i had to like you know got the kids some lunch and was just all right let, let me see what oh oh shit okay got it all right that's that's what's going on all right um so that's how i found out you know, that, that the whole hiatus was happening. And, and then, you know, at, at that point, you just kind of go back to what, what, you know, and goes, all right, this, this TV life was great. You know what I mean? But it's back to grinding, back to Indies, back to doing this, this is back to the same, back to the grind. 
and I think what a lot of people don't understand about when it came to the purchase was like that none of the all the roster was gone. Well, minus a select few that may have been, you know, talked about, you know, prior to. So everything else was just everything else that went along with with it. All the details and the IPs and all the other, you know, all the ownership stuff that transferred. None of the contracts did, right? So as I'm watching the announcement, it doesn't it doesn't affect me one way or the other, right? Right? Because it's like oh, I'm I'm not there regardless. You know what I mean? Um, but it is dope to see so many people get an opportunity to be brought back into the fold uh, for them. Guys like Caprice, you know, guys like Josh Woods. Um, you see guys like uh, Wheeler Yuta, you know, who is there. Um, Jonathan Gresham. Right. Um, you know, Lethal. All, all these guys that are now uh, – getting an opportunity on, on that stage got, you know, Brody too. guys like Brody King, you know what I mean? All these guys, I, I think they just, I think Roosh just got there. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, you know what I mean? That's, that's my guy. Uh, so obviously, you know, great for them. I hope they all do tremendously well. Uh, can't wait to see what's in store for all of them. Any chance that uh, there should be any, any talks of maybe you're not spoiling anything, but any mm-hmm. chances that uh, you guys may be, uh, seen on dynamite or you may you guys may be seen on the the new ring of honor any talks like that about i mean who knows man it, you know it's, it, it's very possible you know what i mean it, it's very possible uh you're gonna have to tune in e- each week to 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 see what happens you know what i mean shouts out to my guy Khan as well uh with uh, that's 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 uh when he got with uh tully and brian cage and i cannot for the life of remember for the life of me, remember that other guy's name. I apologize. Uh, but once you get with a mind like that, you're like, all right, bet. Like, that's going to be good for him. And, and just to get so many different ideas and, and learn the history and, and just have such a, you know, reference to 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 pull from, you know, such, such a resource. So uh, shout out to him as well. Uh, but, you, but you never know, man. It's, it's, it's a crazy game. They've got a gigantic roster right now yes. so uh who knows uh but we'll see what happens you know but again if if we do great if not dope uh, again wish everybody nothing but success all right let's go ahead and let's have a little fun here give me a good road story road story of just oh my god if i hadn't been there i would not believe this story is being told oh and you can hey, you can spare the names, uh, right. you, you can just say you know Bob and Jim or whoever. You just keep them neutral. Right, 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 Anything right, right, crazy right, right. that you said, holy, holy shit, did this just happen? Huh. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a way to tell some of these stories without Implic- doing that. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 I'm right, with right, you. right. You know what I mean? Like. We've had some stories about uh, houses. I'm sure. Oh my uh, gosh! I okay. I remember. I I remember there was a group of us traveling to Tijuana, and we had gone to an establishment of. uh, 
of 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 dancers and we <laughs> i love this story already this right. is awesome an establishment right. of dance yes yeah creative gymnasts yes. right exactly right and it was like so you get you know dancing plus whatever i guess you were willing to pay for you know what for i mean sure, absolutely right so that's that was an option if, if you were that type of individual <laughs> Which hey, no, no disrespect, no hey, I don't no judge any judgment, none, no passing judgment whatsoever. But that was an option that was available. So should you choose? So sitting there and enjoying an adult beverage, uh, and we we get to uh, around the time it's like all right, it's late, Tijuana, probably time to get back to the hotel, back to where we were at, right? And I remember having to go up to one of my buddies at the time and was just like, who was fully invested in whatever in this relationship he was about to be a part of. Right. <laughs> and go and going, Hey man, uh, it's time to go. Right. And him like getting up pissed, damn near wanting to fight because he thought like I was ruining his opportunity to connect with this person right and i had to let him understand fairly quickly i don't care about any of this i don't i don't personally have anything against you this is i'm saving you a lot of money actually yes. uh, because this is not going to work out the way you think it's going to <laughs> and i was told i was told to my face you are just jealous you're upset she likes me and you're this, 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 this called everything but my birth name. And I was just like, dog, let me <laughs> oh not, not, not number one, right? You've been drinking. So I'm going to allow you that pass. Number two, they don't give a damn about no. you, no. about any of us here. No. They don't care. They're this working. is their job, bro. We are, they are on the clock. You sound stupid. It's time to go, right? And essentially had to like pull him out of there. And just the entire ride was just people getting between us like, oh, y'all need to chill. And me just trying to explain to dude like, bro, when you sober up, we will revisit every single word of this conversation. But for now, shut up talking to me because you sound stupid. You should be thanking me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's tremendous. That's awesome. But it was just, it was, it was, and then we got like stopped by Tijuana police too. And then we just had to give them some money. It was, it was, it was like, all right, man. Like I've, I've seen cops like this my whole life. Like, yeah, all right. Like, you know, it is what it is, but it was just, it was a wild night. And that, that I tried to tell that in the most G rated way possible, but that was, th that was well done. The establishment. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was wild though. It was wild. It. Um, really quickly before uh, we have to get going here, but I remember, so we, we talked to Beer City Bruiser and mm -hmm. we were, he was telling me a story about how I want to say he and Silas Young were supposed to have a match. And I want to say yeah. it was in, it was, where was this supposed to be in Pittsburgh? Mm -hmm. And I guess the Milwaukee Brewers were also playing in Pittsburgh at that time. Mm -hmm. But evidently Ryan Braun, I don't know if you've heard the story yet, but Ryan Braun was being flying back. Yes. to Milwaukee. And so Silas and Bruiser are both on the same flight as Ryan Braun. And I hope I'm telling this correct. So 
Evidently, it sounds good so far. Sounds good so far. Ryan Braun is in first class. Silas and, and, and Bruiser are in coach. So right. anyway, I guess this was during the time when Silas was wearing the knee brace, uh, mm-hmm. the, the whole gimmick thing. And Bruiser said, hey, Ryan Braun's up there. And I guess they had found out on their phones that he had like stubbed a toe or he had done something or whatever. Right. Well, anyway, I guess from what I heard it, uh, Silas said, here, follow me. And uh, Beer goes, what, what do you mean? So they follow him up there. And I'm, I am paraphrasing. I hope I'm getting this right. He walks up and says, you Ryan Braun? And he goes, yeah. He goes, real men fight with injuries, pussy. And I, I, once again, I hope I'm getting this right. But he, <laughs> Beer, uh, Bruiser said, I, I, could, I, I literally stood there and I went, what the hell's going on here? He said, once again, that's just Silas. And that's, the, that's why I love Silas, bro. Like that's... Just genuine, like, again, I will say, like, you cannot like people, right, for whatever reason, but genuine people, like, you got you got to give it to them, bro. Like, if that, like, that's him, like, to just be like, all right, bet, like, <laughs> just go up to, you know, pro- at the time, one of the hottest baseball players in the world. Oh, my God, yes. Hundreds and of millions be like, of dollars and hundreds of millions, of course. And, the, and he's just sitting there like, who the fuck are you? Like, what? <laughs> and to just be like. Real, real men play through injuries, pussy, yes. and like just walk away. Yeah, it's just like what? Wow. And like Ryan Braun's got to feel like he's getting pumped. Like, all right, where's the camera, dog? Like, there's no right. way this just happened. Like, no, bro, you just gotta take that out. You like it happened. And I want to say, like, uh, and here's the here's the thing you gotta respect about Silas too, though. Like, Silas, I think was legit hurt though, and it had been for like a long time. Like, I think he had been like wrestling on like a bad knee for the longest time and it was just finally like to a point where he just had to get it taken care of but that that's another guy man that just doesn't get enough credit for the heart the determination the 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 willing you know the lengths that he's willing to go for his team bro and then that and that's what i keep referring it to as like i don't understand this is an individual business but in order, I feel like in order to let people know where my mindset is, that's how I see it. This is our team. This is us against every other team, although we're all in the same league. This is us against every other team. I am trying to do whatever I can to motivate my team to win, whether it's players, coaches, management, whatever. I am trying to, to push everybody to do and to be as successful as we can be and understanding now like all right maybe i'm I'm aggressive maybe some people don't like that maybe maybe some people don't respond well to that that's all i know how to be right but it's not coming from a place of malice or trying to be difficult it's coming from a place of passion and loyalty and and love for what we for the history, for everything, for the legacy that we're a part of, we owe it to not only ourselves and the fans who've watched us for 20 years, but everybody who's broken their bodies to make this what it is for, for, for 20 years. We need to be at our best. And thinking any less than that, to me, is disrespectful. And so it's more disrespectful not to be that than me pushing to be it. Well, I mean, I think you want to elevate people because if you elevate people, we all, you all win. You know High I mean? tide raises all ships, bro. Absolutely. High tide raises all ships. And it comes you know? full circle. It comes mm-hmm. full circle. 
Um, let me throw this out of here because I know you got you got some things you got to take care of. But uh, plug Omania. What's going on? Social media. How could people reach out to you? If people want to book you for a show, merchandise. The floor is yours. Merchandise. Uh, all all the links. You know what I mean. All all the links to all of that are in the bios of the social media at Shane Two One Six Taylor on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I, I I can think of. Just because it's all that's been on on my mind for this weekend, June 18th, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia, uh, United Elite Wrestling there. Uh, me and O'Shea against Eli Isom. I cannot remember his partner's name, but it don't matter because we're going to beat that ass anyway. Um, and then, of course, June 19th, myself against Danny Moff, uh, Battle, ba Battle Club Pro. Um, part of black Russell fest first time ever one-on-one -on -one myself against Danny mop. I'm, I'm excited about that. That's one that we've been talking about for years that needs to happen and it will. Um, and yeah, man, uh, got, you know, two championships now with, with, with VIP wrestling, red river, July 16th, Texas, Indy showcase. And I've got plenty of stuff between now and then, but, uh, there's going to be a match to decide who really is the king of Texas between myself and Brian Keith. Um, Love he's Brian bringing, Keith. he's the man. He's the yes. man. Uh, second only to myself when it comes to the state uh, and, and, and who runs what. So he's going to bring every championship he has come that day. I'm going to bring every championship that I have come that day. And my goal is to walk out of there like all to Mo dragon. Uh, and absolutely taking everything, being the guy and letting everybody know around the country, around the world that Texas wrestling, independent wrestling in Texas runs through me, runs through STP. And, and sooner or later, the whole country is going to be like that. You know, there's, there's, only, there's only so long people are going to be able to stand at that door doing this. We're going to break it down. <laughs> We're going to break it down. It's just a matter of time. Hey, they say cockiness is the talk. Confidence is the walk. And I tell you what, you definitely like have that. that. You definitely have that. By the way, uh, we have somebody mutual, uh, Joe Kim Morales. Uh, yeah. Love, love that guy. We actually just sat down, did an interview with him as well. Uh, that's a spoiler, by the way, if everybody's listening to this. Um, but Exclusive. love what love what he's doing with, with Battle Pro. Um, everything he's wanting to do to celebrate the different ethnicities and make sure that they get spotlighted and highlighted. And it really seems like it's on par with your philosophy on life as well, not only just for wrestling, but is, is a general overstatement. So I think that's going to be a great show. He's nope. totally jacked up about it. The card he read to me uh, is, is insane. And I can't wait for you guys to go in there and tear it up. Uh, it, it's going to be absolutely incredible. I want to say the main event is maybe Big Swole and Willow Nightingale? It is. And, the, I mean, congratulations to Willow. I, I heard she's going to Japan. Absolutely great for her to, to, to see, you know, from her being injured just a few years ago to and all, almost being done to now everything she's been able to do is absolutely incredible. You know what I mean? Just huge shout-out to her. Big Swole, obviously, again, so much respect for her. Again, so, someone who, who is willing to say the things that need to be said to, you know, to be willing to, to take the slings and arrows that come with that, you know, regardless of how people 
react to it or want to react to it. The things that we've seen as we've gone on after that, she wasn't wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Wasn't incorrect. You know what I mean? So a a lot of those things, people are so loud when they come out in opposition of of, of those things, but less loud when it comes time to say, uh, you know what, maybe you were right. You know what I mean? So, and, and just about, the the business in general not anybody in particular in company but just things in general um but yeah so they're they're gonna tear it up i'm excited to be a part of the event um i'm gonna whoop danny moff's ass because that's what i do and that's what i've been waiting to do for a long time so yeah and i know you're gonna hear this mom so get ready um yeah man it's, it's gonna be a hell of a night man i cannot thank you enough uh shane it is fascinating to have a conversation. That's really what we had a conversation Mm -hmm. just about life and wrestling and and who you are and how you've gotten to the point where you're at and you've taken success so humbly and you're still very much into your roots as far as what brought you to the dance. And I think that will continue to lead you to even more success down the road. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We will talk to you soon. All right, brother. All right, guys, that is Shane Taylor. Um, that was so much fun. So many times, as we I, I've said this before, I sound like a broken record, but when you get to talk to wrestlers, and that's what I do, I interview people, and it's great to hear about the wrestling side of it, right? But what's more exciting to hear is about who these people are, what their journey is, where they came from, you know, what went into them creating the persona that they have. And nine times out of ten, we've always heard that the character is who the real person is dialed up to 10. But when you really get down to what it's all about and you get to find out what motivates somebody, what leads somebody to do what they do and to keep their morals and to keep their ideals and to stay true to themselves, I think it's what Shane has done through his entire career. And I love what he said about, you know, when he rises up, everyone rises up. And that's what it should be. You know, wrestling is absolutely an independent contractor business, but you know what? The more you elevate your opponent, the more you get elevated. So could not even agree with him anymore. If I could have a five-hour conversation, I would. I'd love to have him back for a part two and a part three. This man could go on to public speaking tours. I did not get to ask him, and I wish I did, if he does seminars Uh, that's poo-poo on me. I should have done that, but follow him on social media. We're going to go ahead and put the links up there to get his merchandise, to find out where he's going to be promoters. If you're listening in right now, if you would like to go ahead and book him, definitely go ahead and follow him on his social media. But I know for a fact he is in high demand. So if you're going to go ahead and try to book him, definitely get there ASAP. All right, with that being said, this has been a great evening. Thank you for letting us come into your living room, your iPods, wherever you happen to be. Maybe you're in the car. Maybe you're on the airplane. Maybe, I don't know, you're at a Brewers game. With that being said, I am Mike Freeland. We will catch you on the next episode of the Furrow Material Brand. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 